1: And now back to Lifeline.
2: We're back the time is 608 on the Monday edition of Lifeline 608. Uh we are in the second hour and the phone lines are open 188 3 2 9. if you want to join in on the conversation. By the way, Eric Clapton, he is a uh uh an uh, an old senior, I want to put it that way. He is a uh, well-known a musician, a guitarist Eric Clapton, he has a he has a little video out. It's called Eric Clapton, uh, comma exclusive and uncensored. Uh, and and Eric actually sits up and talks to you. He's from the UK, Eric Clapton. He sits up and talks to you for about thirty minutes about how he struggled with the news about COVID and how he struggled with the information that was out and how initially, you know, he was uh, uh, fearful and, and, and curious and and, and, and and you know, but he, he, he said, you know, and he, he says it in such a, a very earthy, simplistic way. It helps you understand the struggle that people have. So what he said he did, now he's a great musician, guitarist, right? That means you have to have extra, extra sensitivity and dexterity in both your fingers. He got vaccinated and then he saw why this agenda must be opposed. And that's because he began to have what is a neurological impact that you can find on various, almost like neuropathy. And I think it was neuropathy, severe neuropathy in his fingers out of all places. But that would make sense because his body would have been hypersensitive over all these years to playing the guitar. He can barely play the guitar now. He says if he touches something and his nerve endings go off, he's sick for a whole day. He can't even recover for a whole day. He's been suffering uh, uh, significantly for it. But what he does is he talks to you about how people rationalize, how they listen to one side and listen to the other and then begin to think about why they should take it. And often they don't want to take it, but they think about taking it for their kids and taking it for their grandkids and taking it for their loved ones and not wanting to be isolated. These are some of the superficial reasons for which people will take it. It's really up under the rubric of both fear and suffering. And this is why the Bible talks about faith overcoming both fear and suffering, because you and I will be made to do something if we fear And if we fear suffering and suffering literally means to be out of control. When you suffer something, it means things are taken away from you and you have no ability to maintain it. In cognitive science, it's called losing your agency. And this is why people don't want to suffer but Christianity was designed specifically to endow people with the quality of uh, faith by which they can suffer because the outcome is that truth emerges up out of faith when men and women are tapped into reality, tapped into the truth, and discover that God gives them grace to suffer with the outcome again, that truth emerges. And so this is where Clapton is. He's a believer and he has come to understand that this is a great big control thing and that it's propagated by fear. And listen, go on. It's called Eric Clapton, Eric Clapton, exclusive and uncensored. Uh, and if you want it, I'll give it to you. You can go to my email address, GBC Hayward, Grace Bible Church, all lowercase, Hayward at gmail.com. And I will give you all the information I got, period, on all this stuff that I'm getting because... You actually do need to know. You need to know that when you're hearing somebody like me, I'm kind of like a whistleblower, and there have been many of them, as you know. Uh, I think it was uh, Sweden, Eric Sweden. Uh, I'm thinking I'm getting his first name wrong, but uh, uh, he was the one that worked with the NSA and exposed it. Now he has to live in isolation around the world because our government hates whistleblowers, why? Because the whistleblower is going to tell you inconvenient truth that's going to that's going to expose the government and then challenge the people. Same thing with uh, Julian Assange and many other whistleblowers who are coming to the surface. Now, you can go online and hear whistleblowers when it comes to nurses and doctors and people who have been ill treated by the medical. Listen, if you tell if you give a nurse's aid or a, a nurse or a PA or um any of the people working with the patients, the rhetorical power to get inside those patients' heads, to tell them to submit to something as invasive as a shot without being obligated to tell them absolutely everything they need to know to be operating out of full information and consent. Um, This is just a power play. And older people don't have the Uh, They don't have the kahunas. They don't have the guts, most of them, to say, look, you better tell me what you know. Not what they told you, what you know. What do you know about the vaccines? What do you know about the contents? What do you know about the adjuvants? What do you know about the contaminants? Because I don't know if you know, but uh, I think it's Moderna that has been proven in one of the countries to be contaminated. Uh, and, And they don't want you to know that either. Contamination in these vaccines. We don't know if Pfizer, we don't know if J&J has the contaminants, but I'm almost positive that if we were to do a research, you're going to find contaminants in that stuff. And how would you know or not know? You would just have to trust them with you just trust that they're telling you the truth but the problem is there are so many uh there are so many divisions between the vaccine getting stuck in your arm the person doing it the doctor describing descri- it the institutions that are implementing it the place where the vaccines are being made that there's just no possible way that you could really know what's in you because we've already discovered that a lot of the things that are in the vaccines are not on the label You're going to find that out down the line as well. This is why 48 percent of people are not taking it, ladies and gentlemen, because they're not being told the whole truth. And I'm so glad for it because you need to protect your conscience. You cannot live a real free and happy life where you allow yourself to be misinformed and governed by people who have perverse incentives. If there's no other incentive going on with these vaccines, it's money. Pfizer just boasted of thirty-three billion dollars since they started uh, jabbing people. That's remarkable. Thirty-three billion. You know, people are somewhere partying, like I don't know what, while while Americans are being divided and being devoured by this agenda. It's an amazing thing. It's an amazing thing. One line left open, 1-888-367-5329, one 367 5329 going to take one more break, and I promise we'll get to your calls here after this break.
1: And now back to Lifeline.
2: And we're back. The time is 621 on the Monday edition of Lifeline. Now we can go to the phone lines. Let me see. Let's go to line number two and talk with Gloria in Canada. Line number two. Gloria, Hi, are you there?
3: Hi, Pastor Jesse. How are you? Oh, I'm doing good.
2: <laughs>
3: that's that's great, given <laughs> all of the
2: absolutely absurd and um, chaotic things that are happening in Canada right now. We pray for you guys a lot because... You guys are, are worse off than we are here in California and New York. Although we're headed there, as you, you probably heard, we are getting ready to pass the bill for a uh, vaccine passport. So that's going to actually create more of a tyrannical element in California as it is in Canada. It's insane in Canada. How are you guys managing that? Um,
3: well, we're managing okay because uh, we, we refuse uh, uh to do uh, to to do anything that is not right um and also um i i i want to thank you i want to thank you because of you preaching such marvelous messages of truth thank you and so many people here in this country of ours do not get that privilege and so when I go out, I ask the Lord, Lord, give me an opportunity to speak to somebody. And he's giving me uh, many opportunities. I try to tell different ones that they should listen to. Uh, that I listen to a pastor down in the States, and I give them your name. I tell, you, tell them that you're going through the book of Revelation. And I told my osteopath, who's totally against everything today, I was talking with him, and I told him about different sites. And I gave him a book on Dr. McCullough's last book. Right. And he Dr. Just McCullough is Dr. great.
2: McCullough. So, yeah. um, and by the way, And by the way, people are starting to listen to uh, our programs uh, from Canada. So thank you for that. People are hungry. And they are. They're, they're listening. And I'm, I'm excited about that. I'm glad to be able to uh, talk about real-time evils like we're going through. And then also expound... The book of Revelation. It's a it's a joy. It's a joy to be able to do that. So thank you for your um, for your uh, partnership with us in that in that regards. Yeah. Gloria, oh, is that, there anything? That encourages going on?
3: my that encourages my heart because yeah. lots of times it's just me, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit here yeah. until yeah. my husband and son come home from work. So yeah. Yeah. and I've told so many Am, uh, Amazon guys about your your program. And I uh-huh. also uh, tell them to listen to Health Impact News.
2: Yes, yes, yes. And
3: then I tell them, and then I'll, and then um, I'll say, there's also a lot of arti- Christian articles that are trying to warn you and tell you what's ha- really happening. And this one time, this guy just lit up like
2: a Christmas tree. Amen. Amen. I love it. Yeah. See, it, it works. We we just. Uh, The way the enemy works, and I want everybody to hear this, the enemy wants you to think that you're the only one doing anything and that even what you're doing is not working. I I hear that voice every day. I really do. I hear that voice every day, and God gives me grace to go, don't believe it, um, because we're walking by faith. And because we are walking by faith, it's not meant for us to see the immediate and certainly not the long-term benefits of obedience to him, but God calls us to walk with him and to tell it as we see it. And I'm glad he's giving a lot of people that grace to do that. I'm glad he's giving you that grace to do it too. So what's on your mind? Did we lose Gloria? No, I'm here. I was saying, okay, you, you have any, I, any questions or, or, or anything, or you just wanted to um, share that good news with us?
3: Yeah, and I just wanted to say how much I appreciate I've been listening to you for over seven years. Wow. Um and uh or maybe longer and I've just learned so much. So yeah. much. Uh you're very but you're also very, very bright and so and sometimes you use big words and there's a precious lady i I got her listening and then she's gotten a whole bunch of people in New Jersey and they said he uses too many big words and he's too loud sometimes. I said, You gotta remember he's black. And he's
2: black people. I thank you for people. that. That's exactly right. I, I'm I'm passionate and that's not gonna change. I'm sorry if people no, can't of course not. And they and can't handle not the passion. That's either. too bad. <laughs> Anyhow, thank you. Thank you, Gloria, for um for all of that. I mean, you know, um, w- what I also love is that God has all kinds of people I listen to all kinds of men and women uh talking about a lot of wonderful things and I'm so glad we're all different I really am I'm glad we're different i don't want every i don't want any other person to be like me and uh, and I enjoy. Uh, uh, more cerebral, cerebral, more, uh, uh, you know, laid back individuals. I certainly do. But you can't have all laid back, cerebral individuals. You got to have some people who know what it means to blow the trumpet. It's just, you know, you got to position yourself for the uh, for the momentum, because once uh, once the passion gets started, I'm I'm saying fire in the building and uh, people have to wake up. And I'm, I'm thankful that God gave me that gift to be who I am. And I'm learning to to live with it and, and trying to be gracious about it at the same time. All right, young lady, thank you for the call. What I will do now is go to line number one and talk with Jermaine in Alameda. Uh line number one with Jermaine. Uh once you are there, Jermaine, let us know whether or not you're with us. Oh, well, I'm here. Hey, what's going on, Matt?
1: Oh, never mind. You know, I just um I just got back in California, and spent a few days over in the great state of utah and uh, okay well you know the only reason i mentioned that is because i was i was out there for a couple of reasons but i was shocked to see the contrast between what we're going through in the bay area and utah i was invited out to eat by some right. fellows that yeah. and uh you know we go to eat and and i actually I, I take my mask to put it on and they're like what are you doing and so right. i thought we had to use masks and a, a large sign was a Brazilian barbecue where you can eat all those meat you one. They, uh, the sign was lit up that said, you know, everyone is welcome and the masks were optional. And I'm like, wow, you know, you have no idea what's going on where we are, but it, it just kind of saddens me because I know a lot of businesses that I tried to go into the other week and they already had the uh, mandate signs up and I'm reasonably sure I could have purchased something anyway, but just Just to make a point, I decided to take my money elsewhere, because the only way to make that point is to kind of stand by your convictions. And right now, given all the information you've been releasing and what I've been studying on my own, I just can't comply right now. There's just no way. I just don't trust these people who've been giving us conflicting information from day one and not owning up to it. You know, it's just, it's a shame, but I'm glad that more and more voices are starting to speak out and I'm looking forward to hearing from even more of them because it, it seems to be some momentum that that has kind of started and uh, hopefully it accumulates in something positive.
2: It will. And, and I talked about this several months ago, and I'm sure you remember I, I said it always looks like the two witnesses are going to be killed. Uh, completely censored and and made to be of non effect. In fact, <clears throat> we'll, we'll get that hit again. Uh, the two witnesses are going to be made to look like false prophets and people don't believe us when we look like we're dead, when we look like we don't have any kind of influence, when we look like we don't have <clears throat> any kind of impact. But we end up rising again from the dead in three and a half days That will occur when we persevere. That will occur when we're willing to take the hits. That will occur when we love freedom enough to suffer uh, certain losses. And then over time, what happens is everybody benefits from it, even the people who are weak in faith, even the people who don't believe, even the people who are hostile to us will begin to see that Paul Revere's are extremely important to the maintenance of any kind of freedom. And uh, I'm glad you were able to go to Utah. I can say to the whole audience right now that if you had a um, American frontline doctors uh, map of the world where one of the doctors uh, lays out the evidence that we're not dealing with a universal plague, we're dealing with a managed control plague, you would see that the largest uh, sector of the world where the virus doesn't even come close to making a dent in sub-saharan africa it's all in his map he has it all green meaning they don't even talk about this they don't even have a conversation people are going about their lives why because they were always operating out of hydroxychloroquine as a uh, as a uh, a medical uh, prevention for malaria you already know this this is one of the egregious crimes in america we already have these purpose drugs to be able to quail the COVID. And it would, it would have never been a conversation here in America. This is a manufactured virus designed to bring about what we're dealing with now in terms of uh, control. But it was the same thing for me and my wife, Barbara, in Texas, when we went to um, Austin uh, a couple months ago and enjoyed freedom everywhere. Um, and when you have that, As we do at Grace, you know that, that's what we do at Grace, we demonstrate freedom. People can wear a mask if they want to. And if they don't, they don't have to. But we did that from the beginning, Jermaine, to do one thing, bust the bubble of the lie that you can't breathe unless you wear a mask. We did that on purpose to show that we are dealing with false science. And we've been able to do that now since almost the beginning of the COVID thing And we have understood that the COVID uh, is something that is not going to just kill everybody, that if you actually uh, know how to have early treatment and to maintain your immune system and to be prudent and discreet about how we gather, we can have a fundamentally normative life Um, like we did a week ago at our picnic, uh, our fellowship, barbecue fellowship, which we missed you, but I'm glad your family came and represented because we had a had a marvelous time. It's the freedom that we should all be enjoying, which is a basis, which is on the basis of truth and reality, versus this Orwellian lie that we are all facing now. That's only going to get worse <clears throat> as they seek to pass these uh, vaccine passports, which we warned about several months ago. So I'm gonna give you the last word before we go to break, if you have one. All right. Jermaine is gone. Gloria, uh, I'm sorry. We're going to take a break. When we come back from the break, we'll take the rest of your calls. It looks like we may have one line open. One triple eight, three, six, seven, five, three, two, nine. One line open. One triple eight, three, six, seven, five, three, two, nine. We'll be right back. And now back to Lifeline. And we are back. Let's see here. Let's go to line number four. And talk with AJ in the Bay Area. Line number four, AJ in the Bay Area. Are you there? Do we lose AJ on line four? If we did, we will go. Are we there? No, I I put him up, but I don't hear him. Okay, I don't hear him either. So go to line number two, and let's see if uh, Alexi's is on line number two. Alexi's, are you there? Hello? Hello? We lost line number two as well. If we did, let's go to line number three and talk with Idris and Hayward. pull somebody up. Hello? All right, give me somebody. Hello? All right, we're weird again. Yeah, I'm fixing it. One second.
0: Hello, can anyone
2: hear me? Yes, we can. Who is this?
0: This is Alexis.
2: Hi, Alexis. How are you?
0: Getting yourself?
2: Great. How can I help you?
0: Hi. So I'm calling more on the lines of, I guess, getting um, your...
2: Uh Uh-oh. We lost you. I do not know what's going on. I do know that people do email me um i just can't hear her can you you hear her i don't hear her right so um alexis you're gonna have to probably try to call again i don't know if the line broke or something i'd love to hear from you i really do i don't know what's going on with the lines so um just try to find somebody that's on line two line three line four see if we can get somebody up before we okay aegis line number three aegis are you there my brother All right. too, one hello
3: yeah i think we're we're broke over
2: here yeah it appears to be a broken so break. yeah we will take a break and try to fix our lines and we will be right back
1: and now back to lifeline
2: all right we are back we can uh, begin to have uh, some dialogue. So let me, uh, let's go to Alexis first and uh, take up where we left off. Alexis, are you still there?
0: Yes. Can you hear me?
2: Yes. Thank you for okay. your patience. We were having some technical difficulties. We seem to have worked that out. What's What's your thoughts? Not a problem. Thank you for
0: taking my call. I, pretty much I'm coming to you, I guess, to get your input, your advice, and any biblical reference you can provide. Um, I am um, a two-parent household, me and my husband. Um, yes. We have kids that are under the vaccine age. Me and my husband have both um, practiced our religious exemptions and those are to be on a, until further notice status for us at the moment. Uh, we both have jobs that requires at this moment been vocal about being required to be vaccinated. My biggest concern is now I know that they're trying to get minor kids and they're trying to get these children. And I am naturally not willing to do it. My husband's not willing to do it. And I'm most definitely adamant about my kids not doing it. And so a lot of my mind is going into survival mode, I guess, and preparation mode. You know, a lot of it is I'm trying to let go and let God pray. Look for guidance here, you know, what he speaks unto me and my husband as far as how we proceed. But naturally, my biggest concern is how this is all going to unfold over time and whether schools are going to require this vaccination. And then naturally as a parent, where do I go? What do I do? Because obviously this is affecting my kids and obviously me and my husband's livelihood. So it's just a big turning point for us. Um, in a lot of aspects that we're trying to wrap our mind around because we never had to once think like this before. And That's now we're true. putting this position and forced to think like this. And, and, um, I'm just looking for whatever information and guidance and word of wisdom that you may have. Um, cause obviously I'm getting flooded with all the reasons why we should and more of the reasons why we should. And so I was just curious as to your thoughts and input on that.
2: Right, a couple of things. There is no good reason why you should. I'm, I'm gonna premise what I'm about to say. There is no good reason why you should be vaccinated. I'd love to hear the arguments. There is no good reason the people that are saying it i don 't care if it 's your employers your even your your um primary care doctors. The primary care doctors don 't spend enough time doing the explicitly uh, developed research that has been going on since covid nineteen to really be able to be um, fair with their with their constituency. There is no good reason to get it i i and I say that with all sensitivity because uh, you know, I'm a pastor of a of a good sized congregation, multi ethnic, and, and certainly uh, multi generational. Have a lot of mm-hmm. kids. I've got 12 grandkids myself, so I I love the children. First of all, no child should take this vaccine. Not one, not one should ever take this vaccine. The the leading epidemiologist, the leading cardiologist, the leading virologist would say that these genetic therapy, uh, uh, experimental vaccines were never designed for children. When they were being tested, even in animals, um, the 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 outcomes were horrific. This is why these vaccines never were approved. And they were never even practiced on children. They were not practiced on women that were pregnant. They should never be even remotely thought of as being employed in the lives of children. Uh, and, and this is why you are hearing even Uh, uh, people from the CDC being extremely concerned about this broad application. But what I can do for you, Alexis, Alexis, if you want to take my email address, if you guys do email, I will give you so much information to help you get clarity on what I just stated. Because, you know, I mean, if you don't know, you don't know. But you really should need to know that you shouldn't even be even contemplating giving your kids these vaccines. The evidence is here in on the VARES report, V-A-E-R-S, concerning all of the harm that's taking place. And you will hear doctors explicitly who are on the front line, cutting edge, Dr. McCullough, Dr. Yeadon, Dr. Um, Malone, and others. I'll send you uh, videos where they are explaining what's going on, why it should happen, and what impacts are taking place In children, especially young children, the the one problem that is escalating among young children is what is called myocarditis and pericarditis, where the spike proteins are so out of control that they are creating inflammation in the hearts of the children. You don't want that. I've got articles in front of me where a 12-year-old uh, young boy died just a few hours after the vaccine in Australia, and they had to reward him with several hundreds of thousands of dollars, even though the vaccine is in uh, uh, EUA use, that is Ex- Emergency Use Authority, but because it was such a glaring example of the boy dying right after the vaccine, whereas on the bears, kids are getting Uh, Like I said, inflated hearts. And you don't even want to know what that means because the doctors will tell you inflammation of the heart means that the heart will end up having a kind of uh, sclerosis. A hardening of the vessels, a hardening of the tissue of the heart, and the children will grow up with hearts that are as old as people seventy five and eighty years old, or as a smoker might have, where they have the the you know, the, the hardening of the tissues. This is horrible. This is absolutely horrible, and it shouldn't even be thought of. It's unconscionable. This is why I said at the beginning of my program that we're gonna be looking up in a few years, Dr. Peter McCullough said it, this is gonna be the most uh, tragic experiment ever ever occurring around vaccines, because he actually is looking at the data daily around these things. But if you take my email address, I will send you over the videos, I will send you over the research, I will send you over what is needed, to calm you and your husband down because you guys are doing the right thing. You should not even remotely be pressured to do this. This is not about the health of our kids. This is not about the health of adults. This is about controlling our whole society with a mandate by which they will be able to govern and dictate our lives here going forward. We already know the data. Children are not in danger of COVID-19, even the variants, Delta or other, the children don't die. They get sick, they get ill, they overcome it in a couple of days. Most of the adults all the way up to 60, the same thing, unless you got a comorbidity or some anomaly occurs, it's only after 60 where uh, they have just a measure of concern and the stats are out. 98% of people who get COVID, 98 plus, recover. And especially mm-hmm. if you are doing a vitamin regimen to maintain the uh, maximum uh, immune system that you could possibly have. And especially if you have ivermectin or hydroxychloroquine or quercetin uh, along with those uh, vitamin regimens in case you do get COVID. We've been dealing with this for a year and a half at Grace and we're very clear on the propaganda, uh, the misinformation and the lies that are designed to bring people into fear to take this vaccine. My dear sister- Mm -hmm do not even remotely contemplate putting your children in the scope of the potential of being one out of a thousand. This is what Dr. Yeaton said, and he worked for Pfizer. He says a child is one in a thousand now, one in a thousand. That means it's very possible that any one of your children could be an extremely obvious case of immediate injury, um, long-term injury, And I can share with you videos where uh, Senator uh, John Johnson watching the men and the women who've already been impacted by COVID-19 and their children being completely disabled. Many of the people not able to go back to work because of all of the injuries. Stuff Mm -hmm. that our media should have been showing us, but because as I stated, we are under what is called the noble lie, uh, you won't know that unless you do your own research. I'll be more than glad to avail you of the information if you take my email address, gbchayward at gmail.com, gbchayward at gmail.com. I will give you professionals who speak eloquently and clearly and compassionately and carefully about these problems so that you and your husband are not walking in the false fear of this false narrative that's just harming everybody See, if, if the adults want to jump off the cliff, I don't mind. You, you can do that, but not the kids, not the children. We you, we don't want to do this to the kids. These The pros will tell you this genetic uh, gene therapy was not designed for what people think it is. That is to prevent you from getting COVID. The, the news is in. The, the head of the World Health Organization has said, stop the boosters, stop the second shot. We know they don't work. Now, when you have the World Health Organization telling you that, what he really wants all of the important people to do is stop and reevaluate what we're doing because we are killing people. We are harming people. We are endangering the quality of people's lives significantly significantly and uh and and we will rule the day when we are able to overcome the media uh, and get them back on the right track and we will have to face this stuff but I'm thinking now even, and I'm going to close out my program with you, I'm thinking about all of the disastrous previous campaigns that our government, our medical industry has engaged in where they have said this product is safe, that product is safe, and the other product is safe, and how many people were injured, harmed, and even now are the consequence of nothing but a profiteering scheme. This is called perverse incentives. They are uh, the FDA approves drugs that they know have horrific side effects and they know that they don't have to answer to it for 10 years. And by the time they have to answer to it, it has left in the wake all kinds of broken homes, broken families, broken people. And the media never covers it because the media is also paid to actually set forth a narrative that keeps these people in the best light. And I hope I'm not scaring you. But I am really trying to persuade you and other people to be absolutely diligent and circumspect and given to every other alternative source of media to help you. And I guarantee you, I'll put you in a track, a thread of uh, sources that from here on out, you won't be in the dark. I guarantee you that.
0: Thank you. I appreciate that.
2: Did you take my email down, my email address? I did. I did. And I will be emailing you within an hour. Right. Thank you. Bless you, my sister. Thank you. 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 I'm just going to talk us out. I only have one minute left and I'll pick (laughs) up the rest of you guys um, later. Um, It's not a laughing matter. It's not a joking matter. I'm very glad to be offending some of you out there. I'm very glad to. I'm very glad to be pissing off a lot of you people who think you know. All right. So let's think about this logic for a moment. Let's say, for instance, uh, the vaccines were good and safe and harmless. How come we're not having the debates? How come all all of the thousands of doctors who are saying we've got problems here, we're doing the science, we're seeing the signals, we're seeing the patients, we're looking at the side effects, we recognize the problem, we'd love to talk about it. How come we're not hearing from Dr. Dr., uh, Corey? Um, who went to the Senate a year ago and uh, Pierre Corey and let them know that we have alternative methods to deal with. it? How come we're not hearing from Dr. McCullough? How, how come we're not hearing from Dr. Malone? How come we're not hearing from Dr. Simone? How come we're not hearing from Stella Emanuel from Africa? She was one of the first African-American women completely scandalized, scarcely scandalized by our media because she said she was treating um, People with uh, with the hydroxychloroquine and they were walking away living their lives. How come we're not actually promoting monoclonal antibodies that you can get at the hospital without ending up having to take a, a um a vaccine shot. There's so much information out there, ladies and gentlemen. And I'm pretty confident I'll be all right to share this with you because I'm on this program. But if I were on another network, they would censor me, they would shut me down. And at some point in the near future, I'm going to jail for saying your government does not have your best interest in view. And uh, in a little while, we won't be able to have a recourse if we don't stand up against it now and speak out for fairness of dialogue. All I want is for fairness of dialogue. Let both sides talk publicly in open forums in the middle of, if you will, townhouses. Let the data come. We don't want to just hear Fauci. He's already wishwashed. We want to hear doctors Opinions who are in the trenches. In the program who do not necessarily represent the views of the ownership, staff, or management of KFAX. Copyright Salem Communications. All rights reserved.